0: All right, well let's uh I, let's pray and then we'll open up Matthew and uh and move forward, okay? So, heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning and for the ability to meet even when we can't be uh face to face. Lord, um I pray that even though things are weird and a little bit different than we're used to, that you would still speak to us through your word. Lord, that uh that you would say good things. Uh, to us as we open up your word and seek to hear from you. Uh, Lord, we love you. Lord, I pray you'd keep every person on this call safe. That you would help them to avoid this uh, pandemic that's going on. That you would watch over their families. That they would be kept safe in the midst of all of this. Uh, and Lord, that you would just hold each one of us. Lord, I pray that you would use these weird times, Lord to do good things in each of our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My uh my prayer through all of this has just been, you know, that that God would do what God does and use the activity of the enemy for uh, you know, for the good of the kingdom, because this plague is from the enemy. Don't if anybody tells you that this is from God, you need to tell them to shut up.
1: Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, this is God's judgment raining down on us. Yeah, that's yeah I think it's really fun. <clears throat> people like twist end time scripture, like,
2: ah, this is obviously God's way of getting back at the
1: people. Ah. Everyone's okay. like, this is Second Chronicles. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs>
0: this is Ezekiel 27. <clears throat> yeah, I,
1: uh,
0: no. I mean, I don't know. It might be, but that doesn't mean that God's behind it. See, this is the thing that we need to understand about God's wrath okay is that the wrath of god is a metaphor always in scripture that it isn't that god has just like lost his temper and just started killing people that's that's not how it works the wrath of god is god allowing the consequences of our own actions and um i would definitely say this is that i mean there's a whole lot of people that aren't staying home, that aren't doing the stuff that they're supposed to do, a lot of people that aren't maintaining social distance, I hate that phrase, ugh, there's a lot of people that aren't cooperating with what, you know, the government asks them to do, um, but, uh, and in that case, yeah, we, we're we're experiencing the consequences of our own actions, and of course, we created this global world. That would allow a virus to travel from China all the way across the planet in just a couple of days, um, but it isn't God like a, an angry man with a uh, with a magnifying glass burning ants. That's not that's not how this works. It's not even the stuff in the Book of Revelation is that way. And we need to get that. Even the stuff in the Book of Revelation is God withdrawing His hand of mercy so that the consequences of our own actions can come crashing down on us um, and uh, and so anytime anybody's trying tries to say that an earthquake or uh, a pandemic or a uh, tornado or whatever is God's wrath you need to understand that, that that's not this isn't something God chose to do however God will work in the midst of it to bring kingdom purpose forward God, and I believe what? God's doing that. You know. Um, you know, I look at. I know I've had more pers- personal conversations with with folks uh, these last couple weeks uh, than I had for months before that. Where because I'm specifically reaching out to church members, I'm specifically calling folks. I'm sp- uh, you know I'm I am I am trying to have a personal touch with each of. Each of the people that that attend my church during this time, uh, and that probably you know even and especially people that you know don't normally seek me out for that kind of attention or that kind of conversation, and I really think that's a God thing. I feel like our congregation has grown closer together during this time, and that's a big deal. I'm excited about that, to be honest with you. Uh, so god is good and he will do good things in the midst of this um i think and correct me if i'm wrong guys but i think that the last time we actually you know studied the bible um that we finished the beatitudes in matthew chapter five and so we need to dive into the rest of the sermon on the mount here which is Uh, the rest of Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So we're going to do that this morning. Any, if anybody has any questions or any comments, do you know how to do the raise your hand thing on here? Isn't there a way to do that?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah? Not at me if there is or if you know how to do that. I just raised
1: my hand. Oh, you do? Well, I that's also true. just raised my hand. <laughs> Lower hand.
0: But I may not see you. If you do that yeah,
1: no clue how that works oh, oh, no, I now
0: it. i see it there, there we go.
1: go i just have
0: to pop up this little thing
1: you can also here. talk like type in the chat so yes. everyone sees
0: that's true you can do that too
1: Might be a little easier
0: if you, if you raise your hand then i will uh I, I will call on you although i can't see everybody at once that kind of sucks maybe it'll pull you up somebody okay uh uh let's see
4: are you on mobile or are you on a computer i'm on a a
0: computer but it only shows me like i can only see half the list at one time
4: go to your the top right of your
1: screen has like a little square that's set up into like nine different squares so if you click on that it'll make you like show everyone at once
0: oh i just mean um I can see everybody's faces, I can't see everybody, the list of everybody that's, so, um, Ross, can you hit this raise your hand thing on yours, I just want to test something out, do you know how to do that, you're muted buddy, I can't hear you,
2: mine says reactions and that's what I got, a little thumbs up.
0: I don't know how to do that.
4: There should be a hand, too.
0: Well, just unmute. Lot, you. Um, if you want to, if you want to right. say something, just unmute and speak up. There you go. That would be easier to do. Amen. <laughs> uh, okay, so. How do I get well, on this now? Here we go. Hey.
2: <laughs> You're
0: sick. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. That coffee is good. Um, all right, so we're going to start with uh, with verse 13 of Matthew chapter 5, uh, which says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Okay, so when Jesus says this, we have to understand salt back then was used for uh, a lot more than it's used for now. Um, salt back then was used as a preservative. They didn't have refrigerators or ways of keeping food cold. Uh, Sometimes they would put things like down in the basement, and that would kind of keep it cold for a little longer. So they either had to dry, they, they usually had to dry anything that they wanted to keep for more than, you know, a few days. So what they would do is they would pack it in salt. And what salt does is it sucks all the water out of a given thing. And and dries it out so that it can last a lot longer. That's actually what they did to Egyptian mummies. Um, they used a special kind of salt. Uh, and they would pack it inside the bodies and it would desiccate the corpses. Isn't this exciting? Hearing about the desiccation of corpses. Anyway, um, so they would do that. And that's how they would preserve things. When Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth, he is both probably both talking about the way that salt brings the flavor out of a thing and the way that salt makes you know preserve something over a long period of time so when jesus says you're the salt of the earth he is talking about he he's he's saying we are the people here he's referring back to our to our vocation that we were given as the people who carry the image of god in the world we are here to bring out the tastiness of the world, to bring out the flavor of the world. What salt really does doesn't really add its own flavor; it accentuates the flavor of the thing that it that uh, that you know it's it's with. You can't really taste the thing unless you have a little bit of salt on it. Um, and Jesus is saying that that you know we're bringing forth. Our job is to bring forth the 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 godness that's hidden in the world that we that we live in. To bring forth the the flavor of of goodness and mercy and kindness and uh, and life that exists in the creation that we that 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 we walk through, and, and this is in a very real way what Adam was called to do. When Adam was called to be the uh, the image of God, which by the way I don't know how much we've talked about this. I'm sure we have, but when the Bible says he, God made adam in his image it was it was that was a vocational call that wasn't like a you know people talk we are made in the image of god so we must look like god that's not that's not at all what it no we are called to be called to live out the image of god role in the world we are called to that's what we're that's what we were created to do and how we were created to function was as the image of god in the planet and uh... that's god's that's god's desire is to that we would reflect god into the world and reflect the world back to god And when jesus talks about saltiness that's what he's talking about but then he says if it becomes tasteless how can it be made salty again it's no longer good for everything now i kind of joke about this because it says except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men And jesus lived in the middle east so he didn't know that you could throw I mean, maybe he knew, but I don't. But he didn't know you could throw salt on the road, and that, that was actually a good thing when it's when it's frozen outside. You know what I mean? Are you with me? He didn't understand that. But anyway, his point was: if salt no longer does anything for the taste, then it's useless. And he was saying of us: if we're not different than the world, if we don't perform the function that God's called us to perform, if we don't operate the way that God's called us to operate, if we're not bringing the flavor of the world out, if we're not marked markedly different than the world we live in, then we have lost our usefulness. We're no longer, we're no longer representatives of the kingdom. I mean, people talk all the time about like, um, you know, how the, about how there's just as many divorces in the church as there are in the world, which, by the way, that's not a true stati- statistic. Um, there's actually quite a big difference between the church and the world as far as divorces. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it's all about us being different than the, than the world in which we are called to live. About us being, we're not just another grain of dirt. We are different. We are carrying kingdom inside of us and we are not we are not just like everybody else and that's really important and Jesus is trying to bring that across you are the light of the world he says verse 14 a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven So, again, this is just another metaphor to the same purpose. We need to shine. We need to show up. We need to be present. People should not be able to ignore the presence of the church. People should not be able to, to, people should be able to tell the difference between someone who's a follower of Jesus and someone who isn't. We should be peculiar. We should be different. And we should be giving light to the world. We should be a people who are showing the world what it looks like to be human. It's one of the things that I'm really hoping we see in a big way during this pandemic is that the church operates differently than the world. I want to see that all across this country, all across the world. I want to see the church doing, you know, in times of plague in the Roman Empire, it was the church that would rush in at, and many of them got sick and died, but the church would rush in to plague infested places and take care of the sick. It would rush into plague-infested places and, and and try and help those who were suffering from the illness. This is... The the church gained many, many followers that way. At the very least, the world could say, well, those people are crazy, but there's something about them. Uh, the way there's a pastor in New York, uh, in Manhattan named Timothy Keller, which if you're not familiar with his ministry, I would definitely recommend it. Um but uh his the way that he says it is that uh is that he uh wanted to he he wanted to make make the government say those christians they're weird but i really wish uh but we they're, we're, they're saving us a lot in taxes basically because of all the things that, that christians are doing So in other words, Christians are feeding people. Christians are taking care of people. Christians are doing things that only government could do. A lot of people talk about, you know, they kind of say, they kind of say that, uh, uh, well, the the government shouldn't be helping people because that's what the church is supposed to do. And I personally think that's, I mean, I agree with that statement I mean, I agree that with the statement the church should be doing, should be helping people. But I don't agree with the statement that that means the government shouldn't be helping people. I think that's ridiculous. So uh, I'm just throwing that out there. Are you guys there? I feel like I'm alone in my little room.
1: Are you wanting amens? I don't
0: know. I mean, or questions or comments. <clears throat> I, can, or, I can do some. I, I don't need any amens, really. I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just want to... I just want to check in with everybody. How y'all doing? Amen. What do you think?
1: I didn't want really <laughs> thumbs up and like the clapping stuff. <laughs> you were just on a roll, so I didn't want to.
0: Well, thanks, but yet, no interrupt me, please. Let's make this a conversation.
2: I
1: have a question. Yeah. So, uh, what
2: would be the limit then, like the line between the government and the church helping a specific? thing like like what, what's going on right now obviously the church can't get super involved because of first like first assembly they said that they need the teachers to do the volunteer work getting hey so, aid. so is the line here for like how far should the government go and how far should the church go when helping in a crisis like this
0: sure well i think wisdom is a is we, just, we have to employ wisdom in a time like this. Like, for instance, you know, we have a food pantry at our church. We're still operating the food pantry, but we're operating it in a very different way right now than we have in the past. In the past, everybody would come into the church building, and then they would walk through the aisles and pick their food and, and then go out. Um, and right now, we the way we're doing it is we... Uh, we, we're we actually pre-packing the boxes and people drive up and we just bring them out to their cars. So it's just, I think that there is, there's always a place for being wise and thinking through. But I also think helping people's not a zero-sum game. Like It's not like we're ever going to run out of people to help. Yeah. I think the church should do what the Holy Spirit leads it to do. And I think the government should do what the government's able to do and let's just all be happy that people are getting helped. You know what I mean? I don't think there's like yeah. a, that's my territory or it's yours. I think that's that's a, not a helpful thought. Does that?
2: Well, I was thinking so far like on the lines of like hindering, let's say the church goes so far that they hinder what the government can do. Is mm-hmm. that wrong or is that, I don't know. I don't, I I'm mean, just thinking... how
0: could the church do that though?
2: I mean, Right now what I'm talking about in the in the in the case of like I said, the first assembly, what was going on. Obviously the church can't get super involved right now because if the church got involved then they would hinder someone else, you know. I may be answering my own question as I'm saying it, but like
0: the issue right so, now the issue right now is the people are spreading this virus without ever knowing that they have it. Which is why yeah. the personal distancing thing is so important because you may be carrier of the virus and never know. That's why the church needs to be maintaining social distance right now. This isn't just, you know, this isn't uh, be, because the more people that are in contact with each other, the more people are going to need medical assistance. And so we'd, it's, it's wise of the church right now to maintain social distance, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be constantly looking for our opportunity. To be the kingdom in the midst of this moment. So I know there's a like here in Steuben County, there's a the churches are working together to try and find different ways that people need help so that they can respond. For instance, taking care of children for people that work essential jobs, or uh, or doing the food pantry thing like we're doing, or finding places for homeless people to live, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, th- those are all. Those are all things that the church is up to right now, just in my little area, and I'm sure that's going on all over the all over the world. And those are also things that the government really isn't good at or isn't able to do. You know, so maybe maybe the church's job in this moment is to find those those niches where the government really just doesn't have the capacity to reach in and do things. But maybe the church could.
3: Yeah. That's good.
0: Anybody else? Have you heard of any really cool ideas that churches are doing that that uh, you want to share with us?
1: I think churches are, <clears throat> I mean, it's unfortunate, but like given the circumstance, it's also really cool that churches are just now understanding, like, churches that aren't as advanced are like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that we can reach mobily that we just haven't been utilizing as well as we could have been. Right. And maybe should have been given the times, you know, there's a lot of churches that are seeing that. And it's really cool that they're like stepping up to that and, uh, you know, implementing like streaming, uh, services within their, uh, like, like as a part of their, uh, program and stuff like that. And that's really cool to see like, that kind of change happening and then moving forward with the times
0: you know i think most churches uh, i know this is true of our church our facebook presence will probably be forever altered by uh this time because people are going to become accustomed to stuff like this like tomorrow night we're doing a bible i'm doing a bible study for Fremont community church i sent out a zoom link to everybody and just said hey join us for bible study you know i mean and um, there's a lot of people that may not be able to get themselves together and get to church at that time on a normal week, but they might be able to sit down in front of a computer or maybe just have it playing there, you know, and so that they can listen while they do something else, fold their laundry or whatever, you know. Um, it's I, I do I, I agree I agree, and I know that for our church that's definitely the case. Um, I've always been ready and willing to make these kind of changes, but my people weren't. Interested in uh, in joining me in things online? That just wasn't a part of their life, but now I have our ninety-year-old, and you know, one of our the guy that runs our 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 seniors ministry. He's ninety years old, and he just he just friend requested me on Facebook. I mean, he had told me he would never get on Facebook, so I'm like, "What? What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, I need to talk to people somehow." So, you know, it's like. I think you're right. This is this this has put pressure on us to do. Hi, Roxy. My dog's talking to us. <laughs> just turn
4: that off. I'm just using this game.
2: On the topic of church ideas, I think it's cool how churches are doing these drive-in churches, where like they're having a big screen in their parking lot, and they're having a stage set up, and all all the cars get parked, and they like use an FM signal on the radio that they listen to.
0: Yeah. I, I am looking into uh, what I would need to do that kind of that kind of thing. Honestly, because peop- I just think people are looking for um, I think people are looking for ways to connect with each other. That's not going to break the rules. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Uh, and that's a creative way to do it too. All the cars are six feet apart, and you're all in your separate car, but yeah. you're still on the church grounds. Yeah.
0: And I, I do think that's that's something we're looking into as to what the possibility would be for us to do that kind of a thing. Because I know our people would be into it. Um, but I got to figure out how to get one of those FM transmitters. Uh, I, I, you know, we'll we'll see if that happens. If if this continues a couple more weeks, we're definitely going to need to do something other than just online.
2: Yeah.
0: Anybody
1: else? Um, something that I've seen, not oh, from the okay. church, but like, um, <clears throat> but people have been taking, like, people who work at homeless shelters type areas are now taking, like, their cars and kind of doing what you do with the food pantry, and they're driving around and giving people food, um, like, out the window mm-hmm. instead of, like, having people line up mm-hmm. uh, to keep everyone separated. I've like
4: seen that. Yeah
0: watching people get mobilized to meet needs is a pretty exciting thing
3: I want say what I'm doing like for my kids and everything at Kinderville is I'm actually putting together a Facebook group and I'm encouraging the parents to actually lead their kids during this time oh, no. with like Bible stories everything like that So I'm taking advantage of this and helping the parents actually become leaders in the home with their
0: kid. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's definitely been cool to watch a bunch of like children's ministries spring up on Facebook and other places because, well, especially because people are looking to uh, can, just find something else to do with their kids, you know because and i uh, trust me i'm 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 sick and tired of seeing my children right now um, <laughs> I know that's terrible, but it's true anyway, it's terrible, yeah, they can hear you babe um so <laughs> I said that's a horrible thing to say, but she knows she feels that way, so Mahalia, you got your hand raised um, I was gonna say that
3: uh this really encourages because i know like so many people nowadays struggle with um like separating church life from home life mm-hmm. or just separating that type of life in general and so this is really like you're home all the time and now you have to do church life at home and so it really encourages i guess to maybe merge those together for the dads or or moms or anything to um my parents have started giving the kids devotionals every day and um we'll do it together as a family and um we did like a kind of a chapel jam session in the basement yesterday and um for my family it has like just created so much more of a sense of unity Mm -hmm. and so i think that without this pandemic happening um we couldn't be as close as what we are today
0: yeah yeah I agree. I mean, I think it's been really cool for a lot of people just to reconnect you know and and understand i you know it's brought into sharp relief just how separated we've been, you know, and we didn't necessarily recognize that, but now that we're in each other's faces all the time uh it's it's you know. Maybe we're rediscovering how much we like each other, maybe we're discovering we don't like each other. Who knows? I don't <laughs> or maybe a little bit of both. That's probably true.
4: Jordan? Yeah, so I kinda think that with like the virus obviously going on and everyone being quarantined in the house, like internet was already a popular thing. But I think now that, you know, that's oh, Like pretty much the only thing anybody can do, or I feel like it's being used more now that everyone's you know supposed to be at their house. And I kind of think it was like one of those okay, God took a situation that was like we can't be at the church, you know, in community, but church is like being spread all over, like online, and it's kind of crazy because you have like all these churches being shared online and reaching people that it wouldn't have reached like in the first place, I I believe. And like on Instagram, like all these worship bands going live and just having worship sessions, you know, spontaneous, real worship online for like anybody to see. It's just mind blowing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, just my little church, you know, we norm we, we're run about a hundred people on a Sunday morning and uh you know the like there's been like 1,500 views of our of our service on Sunday. It's like, and I mean, I don't know who all those people are. I don't even know if they watch more than three seconds because that's all the longer you have to watch for it to count as a view. But at the same time, if even one person was able to listen to the gospel that was preached that day or, or somewhere else and, and hear something from the Holy Spirit, I mean, it's all been worth it, really. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Okay. Let's go to verse uh, verse 17. You are the... Oh, I already read that. Uh, verse 17. Do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Whoever annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Uh, For I say to you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So as Jesus is uh, purposefully Confronting the the religious entity of his day, I mean, face to face, hardcore, uh, uh, just getting down and dirty with with the with the with the uh, Pharisees and with the religious the religious folks of of his day. Um, there was probably a lot of people that were beginning to think, "Oh, Jesus is just gonna just." He's just throwing it all away. And Jesus is going, no, 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 you don't understand. All of my teaching, yeah, I may be standing over against the Pharisees. I may be standing in, uh, you know, up against ha- the, uh, the, the the ruling authorities of this time. But that doesn't mean that I'm controverting God's word. He's saying what I'm doing is reintroducing you to what the word of God actually says. I'm telling you again what... what my father wants what my father thinks and what my father uh has has desired for for you from the beginning and and he was saying this isn't this isn't me throwing the bible away this is me reintroducing you to the truth of scripture this is me reintroducing you to what you real how you really need to follow god and uh, even though there's people that were trying and say lots of things about how jesus what jesus was trying to do he he ends with this statement you're your righteousness must be greater than the scribes and the pharisees if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven now here's the thing what do you think he meant when he said that somebody offer me an opinion what do you think he meant when he said your righteousness must be greater than the scribes and the pharisees yes rachel what do you think he meant my wife raised her hand but she was kidding
1: I'd love to hear your wife's thoughts. <laughs>
4: she,
0: she said, no, you don't. <laughs> Come on. What do you think, y'all? What did Jesus mean by that? Do we all need to become Orthodox Jews? With the long curly things, you know, coming down from the sides of our our, our heads, and and yes, we wear the big no way. Is is yes. that what, is that what Jesus meant?
2: Yes, I mean, yeah, that's no what meant. And those styles were kind of <laughs> heat. You know, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Josh,
0: what do what, what do you have to say about that, man?
1: It was making me like think that because the Pharisees were they were like thought of to be these perfect people but they really weren't. Like, you would have to be even more perfect than they appeared to be, is what makes me think of.
0: Right, but what does that look like in practicality?
1: Well, it makes me think of, like, because they were all, like, because of how they act and what they do was based on how they were basing their righteousness. And I think about it in a way that Jesus is, like, saying, you know, they even, they, like, quote, act perfect, but you have to be even greater than them. It's, like, saying that you can't do it based on how you act. Right is what it makes me think
0: yeah, and that's how I mean there's a lot of people that teach it that way, but and and that's partially true. I mean the reality is that we, our righteousness comes by faith and not by works mm-hmm. um, and that 's important for all of us to understand, but I think there's more to it than that and that and this is the reality, and this is the thing that that Jesus always pointed out about the Pharisees was that though they obeyed the letter of the law. They did not obey the spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law is love. When Jesus says you need a righteousness that's greater than that of the scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus is pointing at one thing. He's pointing at love. He's pointing at love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, soul, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This is what Jesus is pointing at. That's that's what he's saying. It's not enough to just obey the letter of the law. Because you can obey the letter... And have no spirit within you at all. You can obey the letter and not be loving in any way, shape, or form. Jesus talked about that all the time, and he said, "This is wrong. This is what's wrong with you, scribes and Pharisees. So you 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 load people up with burdens and you give them no help to carry it." Um, I think that we've talked about. Have we talked about the grace and truth matrix in here? Just nod your head if we have or if we haven't. I've heard I, about it. I, I wish I had a whiteboard. Uh, let's see how how can I how can I do it? Is there a tool on here where I could draw and you guys could see it?
3: <laughs>
0: there, I mean, I will bet if I had something like that on my computer, then I could share it with you. Like I could share my screen with you. I know I yeah, can you can that. share your
1: screen. Bring up MS Paint.
0: That's what. Well, I'm on a Mac, so that doesn't work. Uh, okay.
1: but, <laughs> MS Paint
0: <laughs> does, does anybody even have MS Paint anymore? Um, okay, do that <laughs> Come on Josh Tell me. Don't
2: be like that Come on now
0: <laughs> Let me see if I can find If I can find my notes Then I can share them with you uh, On
2: Hold my uh, net.
0: Ooh, okay, here we go. Oh, that's not what I want.
1: Figure it out. I
0: don't know if you can see that very or not, but. you can't see the whole thing but here I'll, I'll i'll share this with you um oh that's not what i want to do at all so the this idea called the grace and truth Matrix is, is an idea that um right, how do i do this How do I do the share screen thing, guys? Do you know how to do that?
4: Yeah, you go to share
1: content and then you can share your screen. Like it's in the middle. oh it's from my phone, it's in the middle. You can go ah. to share content and then your screen and it'll screen record your screen and you can broadcast it to Zoom.
0: There we go. Um, well, there is a whiteboard. <laughs> Oh, but I haven't given Zoom permission to see my screen. Hold on, I can do that. We're all learning together right now. I hope you're excited about it. Oh, it won't let me do it unless I actually quit Zoom and start over. That sucks. Well, I'm not going to do that. Let's see if I can find a way. I've got an iPad right here. If I can draw it on the iPad somehow. So this idea, I don't, I don't know if you know how matrices work. We're going to do, do math in here, guys. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I can tell. I can tell you're all pumped. OK. I
1: was homeschooled, so <laughs> it's pre Uh,
0: OK. Never learned how to read. Well, you might want to get on that. So, a matrix is is like kind of a graph, kind of a thing, right? Looks like this. Okay? See that? Mm
1: hmm.
0: All right? And on this graph right here, this line, the up and down line, okay? This is going to be about, that's going to be the grace line, okay? That represents grace, okay? And and this way, like this, okay, the horizontal line is going to represent truth. So I'm going to draw that real quick. Okay, this should make things clear as mud, all right? So there's grace. <laughs> Can you read that? It looks backwards on my screen.
2: Can no, read that? That's good.
0: Okay, that's good. Okay, so Jesus, the uh, Bible says in the book of John that Jesus was full of both grace and truth, okay? So what you've got on this graph is four quadrants, okay? I don't know how to do this. I'm gonna drop it. (laughs) I'll have a I'll have a a whiteboard next time or I'll just set it up so I can do this on screen. So we've got down here, which is low low truth or low grace. See that's the grace line. It's low grace and low truth. Okay? That is what we call a checkout posture.
1: That's where we don't want to be.
0: Not at all. We don't want to be in the checkout posture. Oh, wait. I just put it in the wrong, in the wrong place. Low grace and low truth is a checkout posture, which means I don't care about you at all. Okay? <laughs> just go away. Don't. I don't want to know about your problems. Uh, uh, we're in checkout culture. I don't care about you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show you any grace, and I'm not gonna show you any truth. Oh, look, Pastor Don Gifford has joined us on the call. Hi, Pastor Don. How you doing? What?
4: <laughs> you did it? You did it? <laughs> he's, he's on, he's on, on it?
0: Connor's uh, uh, screen. And oh, I'm, it's on.
2: Pearson's
1: I'm screen. all of a
0: sudden instantly, instantly yeah. nervous right oh. now. <laughs>
1: Hi, can It's just a picture. And Pastor okay. Don. <laughs> Ryan, stop doing the Tyler face. Uh,
0: okay, so we have the checkout culture. That means I don't care about you. I don't have any grace for you, and I'm not going to tell you any truth because I don't care about you at all, okay? But then we also have... We also have high grace. This, this one up here is high grace but low truth okay high grace but low truth that's what we call hangout culture okay and hangout culture is we're all good man just live and let live i want you to be a part of my world but i'm not going to tell you anything that's true right i want you to be a part of my world but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk to you about your stuff i'm not gonna i don't you know you're we're we're all just gonna be okay can you see that that's not how jesus is jesus is not high grace low truth and there's a lot of churches a lot of households a lot of people that think that what god wants from us is high grace but no truth and that doesn't make any sense jesus is full of both grace and truth Okay, this is not the posture of the Pharisees, by the way. High grace and low truth is not the posture of the Pharisees. Let me tell you what the posture of the Pharisees is. That is high truth but low grace. Okay? We call that we call that call-out culture. Hmm.
4: Which
0: is high truth but low grace. In other
1: words, states. What's that? The Leviticus law of states.
0: Exactly. Let me tell you all about how all of the things you're doing wrong, but I'm not going to help you fix anything. Let me tell you all the things that you are that you need to do. Let me tell you what your problem is. But I'm not gonna help you. I'm not I don't want to be a part of in relationship with you. It's like when I tell my kids to go clean their room, but I am not willing to help them clean it. Okay, that is checkout culture. Now what I figured out, or that's call-out culture. What I figured out was that most of the time my household bounces back and forth between call-out culture and checkout culture. Call-out and checkout. You know what that looks like? That looks like me either coming into your room and saying, clean this freaking room, and then saying, and then leaving and and just I don't want to hear from them at all. And we would bounce back and forth A lot between these two these two places check out culture and call out culture i don't care what you're gonna do just get away from me or do this do this do this but i'm not going to be available to help you in any way does that make sense is everybody with me right now nod your head okay where jesus lives is high grace and high truth which is called call in culture Call in and that's where we want to live is call in culture, high grace and high truth. Yes, I am going to talk to you about the things that are wrong in the world and in your life. Yes, I am going to tell you the truth about the things that are destroying you. I'm absolutely going to do that, but I am going to be there to help you fix it. Okay? I'm going to be with you in the midst of f- fixing the problem that you have. That's, my, that's, my, that's what I'm going to do. I'm not just going to leave you in your problem, pointing out your mess. I'm going to inhabit your problem. I'm going to help you fix it, which is exactly what Jesus did. Think about it. Okay, Jesus showed up and made our problems his problems. That's what Jesus did. He didn't just send us a note from heaven (laughs) hey sin is going to destroy you no he didn't do that what he did was he came to show us what we were doing wrong but also to empower us via his presence and his spirit to become better people to become kingdom people jesus practiced call in culture that's what he did he would have he would have helped the man whose cabbages kept getting destroyed He would have done that. He would have been there. He wouldn't have just smashed through and had the man said, my cabbages. He would have been there to help, to pick them up, right? That's what Jesus would have done. Unlike the avatar, Jesus is there to help and not just to cast blame. Does this make sense to everybody? Our our grace and truth matrix? I cannot tell you how helpful this set of ideas has been to my parenting skills, to my, to my pastoring, to the way that I think about the way that I preach the gospel. Because if I am just telling people what's wrong with them, then I'm not loving them. Or if I'm just living in the same space with them, but not speaking truth to them, I'm not loving them or if i'm just leaving and saying i don't even care about you i'm not loving them i have to both be present and be helpful does that make sense to everybody in the room everybody in the in the in the class yes Hello. good Yeah, it's not fun. It's costly. It's expensive. It's not fun. I don't appreciate it, but it is but it is what Jesus has called us to do. I appreciate it when it's given to me. I mean I want call in culture for me. But uh but but I don't want to give call in culture to anybody else, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's what Jesus is talking about. When Jesus talks about a righteousness that surpasses the scribes and the Pharisees, he's talking about call-in culture. He's talking about the culture of love that not only points out people's problems and mistakes, <coughs> but is also present with them to help. What are your thoughts, folks? Ring in. Tell me what's what's going on in your heads. <laughs> Katie, I see you unmuted. Do you have something
3: to say? Um, I was going to say it's interesting to, like, kind of put people in those diagrams, like, friends in your life that may have been, like, um, graceful but not truthful or, like, one or the other but not both. Man. And then finding those people that actually have that in your life and you're like, okay, these people actually benefit me and, like, it's a – like both sides are helping each other. Whereas like some people in your life like they only give you like half of that or none at all. And you're just not like realizing it. So it's like it's good now to keep that in your mind and be like, okay. Like, heads up kind of thing. So
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely a question that I ask myself when I'm when I have the presence of mind to do so, that I ask myself about my interactions with my kids, that I ask myself about my interactions with my friends. That I ask myself about the my interactions with people that I am pastoring. Um, am I both being truthful and graceful in the midst? Am I both being am I being truly loving? Because that's what love really looks like. Uh it's it's sometimes really easy to make somebody feel like oh i love you i love you but not speak truth to them that's easy to do um and different personality types are very good at one or the other or you know of these and the truth is i'm a, I'm an enneagram nine as you know and our favorite part of this quadrant is checkout culture just is we don't I don't have the energy for your problem so I'm just gonna cease to exist in your world that's what we do that's what nines do like uh, that's our knee-jerk reaction to problems is I'm out that's how we operate um you know twos tend to hang out in. To, to, to be in hangout culture that's where the oh i just want you to, are you okay i just want to be with you i just want to make sure you feel good about yourself and i just want to live there and that's oh you're, i love you do you know that i love you because then maybe you love me back right okay so that's kind of the two place eights my wife is just asking what do eights do and i will tell you eights live in call out culture all the time they're constantly telling everybody why they are stupid, why they don't why they don't understand the world appropriately, why if you would only do what I told you to do, all yes. this would be, but they don't want to show up to help. they don't because they don't have the patience for it. They just don't. It's reality. I love AIDS and and my wife is is furiously whispering at me, saying, "You know that's you not true." My time. Oh, see, there it is. You have to be worth my time, she says. Well, that's not how... I'm... Thankfully, Jesus... Thankfully, Jesus didn't feel that way about you. So, uh... <laughs> Brittany, are you feeling that eighth spirit just rise up in you right now?
3: <laughs> um, a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can see it. I can see it. But... Yeah. I don't know. I I think for me personally, I can, I can definitely see how I can be like a call out person, but I also feel like I got a lot of love and some, okay, maybe not patience, but understanding. So I don't know. I definitely was like, okay, I see that. And I was like, wait, no, when not everybody's like that.
0: No, I should say that's, you know, the, the more mature an eight is, the more they go to two, right? Which is, mm-hmm. and so they they gain a really great balance. And they they find their place in call-in culture. That's what they do. Because what eights do in their best place is they give their power to someone else that has no power. <laughs> That's what eights do. And and I've seen it so many times in, in all the eights that I know and love. And I've watched them uh, empower other people Via their own personal power, and that's what calling culture looks like. It's stepping in to help someone be better than than they are. And so, yes, eights are de- all the numbers are capable of stepping towards calling culture. Yeah. But you know, in their knee jerk is going to be something other than that because that's what we do. That's everybody does. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> Comments, questions, queries.
1: Answers to questions.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Please go for it. Give me an answer.
1: No, I was saying that's that's something that Ross says after uh Answers to problems, problems yeah. to answers. Yeah, that
0: I know. I would I would like some of those, please. Ross, <laughs> do you have any?
1: I don't have any. I'm good.
0: So Jesus has called us into that place, and not just leaders. Although I do think that's a very helpful thing for leaders, especially. But this is where Jesus has called us all to live is in calling culture in that in that place where where we need to live. So I I think I'm gonna probably wrap it up there. Um, I know we're supposed to go to 11:30, but if, if we dive into the next part, uh, we'll be there for two or three hours, and you know I don't want do to. <laughs> Um, i sure
1: Nathan wouldn't mind
0: that uh, Well, you know <laughs> I think we've all probably stared at our computer screens Long enough for the moment But uh, <laughs> I, I love all of you And I'm so grateful that I got to see you this morning And I really hope and pray That you're all doing well um, If any of you Has any questions Or you just want me to pray with you about anything Reach out to me on Facebook Um you know, make uh, a fa- a FaceTime call or something. I mean, whatever you, uh, uh, however you can get a hold of me, um, I want to be available to you. So if there's anything you need or anything I can do, please know that I'm here for you. And uh, and just hope and pray that everybody's doing good. All right?
3: Yes, sir. Uh... Okay. Well, <laughs> Okie dokie.
0: God bless you all. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome day. Talk to you later. Wait, if you, if you leave, does that kick us all out? I think so. If, oh, I'm, the host, just, uh, if I'm the host, no, probably it probably does. It changes host.
4: It changes uh, host.
0: Oh, does Please it? be me. I don't know how to do that. Does does that something that needs to happen?
4: All right. Uh, we have to wait until 3.30 to have another meeting, so it doesn't really matter what happens, because we're going to all leave and come back to meeting at 3.30? Minutes.
2: Wait, what? Yeah. I'm... <laughs> Wait, he's, he's trying he to go to work.
4: He's Wait, Wait is Josh Francis still in here? I don't see him. Francis, take over. Is any is any staff member in here?
2: The staff is in here. They're just on audio and they're <laughs> muted. Cause... Yeah, it's
4: just... <laughs> a... Oh, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're, well, we're done. Ryan,
3: bro,
4: what are you on? What the heck? <laughs> is that a I young fairy That is a young fairy tale. I, I wish that. everyone would does stop it, talking.
3: No, wait, the question,
0: the question I have. is: oh, Vicky's yeah. talking. Vicky, oh, okay, guys. Vicky's talking. Hello. <laughs> yes, Hi, you guys
3: Vicky. are all meeting back up at 3.30. Um because we have on the schedule it says announcements